from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. <clears throat> Whoa, my voice. There it is. It's back. Thursday, October 5th. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. What happens when something gets stuck on your throat like right at the first intro of a podcast and it's live? Like, what do you do? You just roll with it. You improvise. You go on. You persevere. You show resilience. That's what we're doing this morning. We're talking resilience and perseverance. Good morning, everyone tuning in as we're live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter now, X, Twitch, and Rumble. Everyone watching us, thank you all for being here. If you're listening on your favorite podcast listening platform, thank you for joining us this morning and, 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 and really appreciate you being here. We've got a busy show today and i really really do mean that there's a lot of stuff going on in the devops world that if we don't really hone in on as security practitioners and professionals uh we're, we're bound to see the lifeblood of our work uh, really go down in flames so with that being said y'all uh, let me go ahead and join me for a coffee tradition here my double espresso whatever you're drinking i don't know if you guys could see the steam the camera's just Try not to get like super sharp cameras because of the zoom issue. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. I hate the cameras that like auto zoom, but they're the ones that would show like how hot this espresso is. You can support the show by going to our Substack, jamesazar.substack.com. We can sign up and we have a really cool giveaway coming to people who sign up on Substack. So stay tuned for that. Hundreds of malicious Python packages have been found stealing sensitive data. And we're not talking about a few folks. We're talking nearly... Uh, hundreds of these with over 75,000 downloads. The campaign monitored by Chuckmark since at least early April discovered 272 packages with codes for stealing sensitive data from targeted systems. The researchers say, said that they started seeing a pattern within the Python ecosystem starting from at least April of this year. One example is in the init uh, under, underscore pi file, which loads only after checking if it's running on a target system, not in a virtualized environment. Typical sign of a malware analysis host. Once it launches, it targets the following information, antivirus tools running on the device, task list, Wi-Fi password system information, credentials, browsing history, cookies, payment information stored on web browsers, data and cryptocurrency wallets like Atomic and Exodus, Discord badges, phone numbers, email addresses, and Nitro status, as well as Minecraft and Roblox user data. So a very, very extensive type of data stealing that it's looking for. Additionally, can take screenshots and steal individual files from compromised systems like desktop pictures, documents, music videos, and download directories. The victim's clipboard is also monitored constantly for crypto addresses, and the malware swaps them with the attacker's address to divert payments to wallets under their own control. This is an app manipulation type of deal, and this goes on into a, a longer list of an attack here. Um, Chuck Marcus, the researchers, Yuta. Uh, Gallup said it it was mentioned that two of the most recent packages used no less than 70 layers of obfuscation. This is sophisticated. This is time-consuming. And this is in your environment today. And they're not only stealing crypto. They could use this to mine crypto. They can use this to mine data. They can use this to power and launch attacks using your infrastructure, using a trusted network that you have, that you've worked hard, your organization, your company's worked really hard to build and it just disappears just like that in a heartbeat minute and 
Um, and, and, and those became really, really significant. Um, and, and you're seeing just the amount of capabilities this malware has and how it's evolving. 75,000 downloads, if, if, if you just, I know that doesn't seem like much, but that's huge. And these are supply chain issues, meaning am I giving someone access to my environment who through these different types of, 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 of exfiltration measures, can they get access to my environment? Can they mimic that over and get in there? And again, when we kind of do security at, at the very base of it, it's, it's the goal that CISA has at the moment that they're really pushing towards, right? Secure development. This is this is exactly that. There's got to be better tools out there and better ways to look at package registries from PyPy and NPM, whether it be through GitHub or GitLab, or whether it be through third-party partners. There's got to be more. The open source is starting to become, uh, it, it, it's amazing for engineers and developers. It's, it's a significant risk for so many practitioners. And it's something we really do as a community need to come around and go, how do we solve this problem? Um, there is a list of the malicious packages used in this campaign, so you can do the audit. Those That list and the link is available on in the show notes, um, or you can check it out at cyberhubpodcast.com. We'll be posting it there as well. The Looney uh, Tunables bug is opening millions of Linux systems to root takeover. Again, going back to our main area of computing here. The flaw, which is posing a significant risk of unauthorized data access system uh, alterations, potential data theft, and complete takeover of vulnerable systems, especially IoT and embedded computing Linux systems. So uh, for those of you there um, in, in that area, take a look at this. Fedora, Ubuntu, and Debian are the systems most at risk from Buck CVE 2023-49011. It's a CVSS of 7.8. Koala's researchers revealed in a blog post this week that it found the GNU-C library in the GNU system, uh, which is fed in most systems running the Linux kernel, according to the firm. This is a buffer overflow flaw in a common library used on most major distributions of the open source OS, uh, dubbed Looney uh, Tunables. The glibbc is a library that defines the system calls and other basic functionalities, such as open malloc, printf, exit, etc. It's a typical program that a typical program would require if vulnerability occurs and how the dynamic loader of the glibc of the glibc processes the glibc tunables environment variable, the researchers thus given it its bug name. Um, and I just spilled espresso everywhere, y'all. That is just the rule of thumb here in the middle of the show. <laughs> so with that being said, uh there's espresso dripping on the carpet, right? <laughs> so this is another significant, uh, dangerous bug here for our AppSec environment. This is going to be a fun cleanup after the show. So to understand the flaw, it's important to know the importance of the dynamic of the loader. The library is responsible for preparing and running programs, and it includes determining and allocating shared libraries as well as linking them with the executable at runtime. In the process, the dynamic, the dynamic loader also resolves symbol references such as functions and variable references ensuring that everything is set for program execution uh, this is a patch is available for this and you want to make sure you get this patched asap 
In other news for the show this morning, Altesian is patching a critical Confluence zero-day that's being actively exploited in attacks. The zero-day vulnerabilities in the Confluence data center and server software, which has been exploited in several attacks at this time, although they're not really naming them. Uh, cloud sites are not affected by this vulnerability. If your cloud site is accessed via the altesian.net domain, it's hosted by Altesian. It's not vulnerable to this. It's CVE 2023-22515. It's critical privilege escalation flaw that affects uh, the Confluence data center and server 8.0.0 and later, and it's described as being remotely exploitable in a low complexity attack that doesn't require user interaction. The fixed version is 8.3.3 or later, 8.4.3 or later, or 8.5.2 or later. So you want to get those taken care of. Cisco on their end have also released an urgent patch addressing a critical security flaw impacting emergency responders that allows unauthenticated remote attackers to sign into susceptible systems using hard-coded credentials, CVE 2023-20101, CVSS score of 9 or 0.8 is due to the presence of a static user credentials to the root account that the company said is usually reserved for use during development. This patch is now available and urging to get it done. Apple also launched their own emergency update, fixing a new zero-day use to hack iPhones. The company said the zero-day CVE 2023-42824 is caused by a weakness discovered in the XNU kernel that enables local attackers to escalate privileges on unpatched iPhones and iPads. The new iOS is 17.0.3, and you want to make sure you get that updated. It takes just only a short few minutes to do that. The Linux Foundation on Wednesday did announce an open pubkey and open source cryptography protocol that should help boost supply chain security. This was developed as part of the Bastion Zero Zero Trust infrastructure access product that's now being integrated with Docker. This is designed to enable binding crypto keys to users and workloads by uh, ter- uh, turning an OpenID Connect identity provider into a certificate authority. Again, decryption by identity. Again, it, it helps enhance passwordless authentication. Very, very true. And this should be very, very helpful um, to many practitioners because this helps kind of control the keys. Again, they're going after identity. So you're going to have to have your identity locked down to use something like this. But nonetheless, still very, very useful. Our final story for this morning, y'all, is the Belgian intelligence are fearing that uh, Chinese tech giant Alibaba is spying on various logistics. Uh, Belgian intelligence is reportedly monitoring operations at a logistics hub run by the Chinese tech giant Alibaba based on concerns that the company could be using software to collect sensitive economic data. The country's state security services said it was attempting to detect and fight against any possible espionage or interference activities carried out by Chinese entities, including Alibaba. Alibaba has denied any wrongdoing, although they're owned by the Chinese Communist Party. And so there's that. They opened the logistics hub in Liege, one of the largest airports in Europe in 2018, and have invested more than $100 million into the regional economy. China has its intent and capacity to use this data for non-commercial purposes, according to the Belgian intelligence. They're not wrong. That's what they do. They're doing the same in Africa with natural resources. They're doing the same in the Middle East with um, oil. And, and then they're trying to do the same, by the way, here in this country by farming and, and, and everything else. So um, China's on the move. And... Uh, there's a time for us to wake up and, and, and address that. That's it for our show today. We'll be back on Monday with a whole lot more. This show is live at 9 a.m. Eastern. You can find us on your favorite podcast listening platform or find us on your favorite social media by looking up the CyberHub podcast. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend, y'all. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. 
We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.